happens when a story pulls you into it, makes you a character, places you in an experience that challenges every expectation. Imagine you're the storyteller, the self-ordained arbiter of narrative, guiding your story and others in it, deeply into the unknown. A space only reserved for fantastical dreams, desires, even nightmares. This macabre duty to lead others to connect their hearts and souls to strangers to listen to the true unknown and discover our relationship to it, while the storyteller, the shepherd, stands watch, vigilant through the mist, a safe passage he prays for, but on this day comes a wolf. What happens when your story takes over? Its new narrator, faceless, a voice from the shadows, grips the reins of your life away and demands attention. I'm Jim Perry. This is Obscura, a look back at the stories of Euphemet Season 1, this time with ghosts. Wes lives in rural West Virginia. During a first season episode, he told us about a strange mentor he had as a child, one in which only appeared to him. Pole was his name, and he shared with Wes ancient knowledge and inspired deep philosophical notions, the nature of man, the meaning of life. He showed young Wes all but the face of God, and it turns out, Pole may have not been alone. Next on Obscura, we explore a very haunted hotel together. Paranormal investigator Greg Newkirk and myself dive into the shadows with you in near real time. So turn off the lights, lay back, and close your eyes. Prepare to enter the darkness. Greg and I were not. So we've just finished interviewing Wes, and it gets emotional. We get swept up by a story, and have just really realized that the sun has set. The single source of light in this abandoned three-story hotel is a small table lamp. The atrium we're sitting in holds the glow, while the open doors of surrounding empty rooms evade all light. I remember telling Greg it felt like we were sitting around a campfire in the middle of the woods, a natural place for stories to be shared, of what may be lurking just outside the flickering's edge. Beasts, ghosts, it all seemed very real. I think Wes's family has owned this place since he can remember. It stands idle, like the lost set of some elaborate spaghetti western. I think even Wes feels like just a visitor here, like this isn't his space. It's clear it's definitely not mine. At some point, as it grows darker, I feel like an intruder.
There was a guy, the guy next door actually said something interesting. He said, West Virginia has many shadows. <laughs> oh, plenty. Can you imagine? This was the frontier of the Indian Wars. This was a Civil War place. This was this has seen boom and bust and life a plenty. This is the Elk Hotel, uh, 1894. It has saw three centuries, which is pretty impressive. I've had several uh, visions of it falling in on itself, so I'm curious to see if this happens. You heard it here first. Whenever I was little, uh, my dad would have me clean out all these rooms. Like I said, they were filled with trash. And there would be so much stuff you could hear. It would be like, and then, everybody always doing shit. And it would totally, like, I would do it until I couldn't stand anymore and then go downstairs. I mean, really, it was that bad. I, I definitely think there's been some evil shit attached to some places throughout here and for some reason it's this evil shit you almost want to help it you want to say get the fuck out of here get out like go free yourself from whatever this is quit torturing yourself quit living in hell and leave or do something or something and you can feel it's just this crazy just clawing to hold on uh it's that evil I, I just don't ever I don't wish to touch it and I don't want, wish to be near it I think it's a defense mechanism so you want to check out some scary shit on the second floor sure Whew. yeah yes okay oh god here we go next we step out of the light and encounter something else after this when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. We're in a very dimly lit room, assorted furniture of many eras, a large bust of a deer, a buck's head with 3D glasses. The moon shining through the... The skylight! Look at that. Oh! oh. We in a Stephen King novel? Oh, God. It's a place that I have never fucking enjoyed in my life. This is just a linen closet. Ooh. Oh. Ah. Oh, I um, 
For some reason, this takes such a great amount of bravery for me to even come in here. I hate it. I just want to stay out. It really, really scares me. But I've turned the light on in here before when you shut the door. And there's a, like, cool little... Uh, there's something cool behind this door. Oh, my God. It scares me so bad. I see what you mean about the... Like, claustrophobia. Surely I'm, it's not just my color. I'm 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 also psychic as a rock, so don't take it personally. I no, just don't really get not, for some reason that just absolutely perturbs the shit out of me. Weird. Creepy. You're also connected to the land. You're connected to the property. Well you know it better than anybody. I just wonder I had a horrible and this is I hate to say this. I had a horrible You know when you get those mental images or intrusive thoughts? had one of somebody having a baby in there and killing it. And I have absolutely no historical documentation or anything to back this up. But so help me God, I feel like that's the place that that happened. I don't know why. And it just, I'm getting such bad chills. Ooh, the hackles. <sighs> I feel like you're you're psychic. You just haven't developed it. Yeah, okay. I'm. Thank you so much. I'm sorry. I just got totally, uh, for some reason, talking about that. Uh, ooh, sorry. You gotta get out of there? No, I mean, it's not anything like that. It's just, oh it's my God. I'm <laughs> Uh, I'm sorry. For some reason, that uh, absolutely scared scared me to death. I just had a horrible image. I saw it. Um, mm -mm -mm. Uh, since I've already said about the baby, it's a, a, a smothering, and I. Uh, for some reason, it just absolutely bothers me. somebody standing in the hall. That place is just oh, yeah, right there. Oof. Yeah, right through this the is still is like poisoned up. by that darkness, but just chills all that. over. <laughs> chills all over. <laughs> we're 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 grown. We're grown ass men. <laughs> scary. Just through a dark hallway. It's scary, damn it. You felt like you saw something. Yeah, I thought I saw a guy standing at the end of the hallway. Okay, so I'm going to go right to where I believe that I see something. I believe I see someone, something. Okay, yeah, I see some. <clears throat> and um, definitely not afraid to be around. I f see something else here but it almost feels same day i don't know the way these things move is super weird they'll be in two places that are super close at the same time and switch 
and it looks so super trippy. Like, okay, hold on. Let me see if I can get my eyes adjusted. Okay, yeah, I'm getting, uh, so I'm getting a gentleman, a very cold gentleman right in the center of the hallway here. I can't tell how close or far. Walk in closer. Very close to me now. I can feel the cold starting to touch me. Super close. Appears appears to be just talking to me. What do you feel like, Wes? Um, whenever I'm around things like this, because right now I'm seeing a guy, right, uh, he's within my personal space. It, I'm good at shutting off my feelings, because for some reason they like feelings. I don't know how to describe it. But this guy is just not afraid of anything. Um, I see what he's dressed like. Mental images, but not really. Nice clothes. I mean, but anyhow, uh, 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 uh very formal. Bit like I'm in charge. Like coming to talk. Get, I'm getting the the goosebumpy things, and that is normally like I just don't particularly enjoy the. Uh, it uh, it feels bad. It just looks like energy, right? But it looks like I can keep walking to him, and he's the same distance away from me. But he's like, it's really weird. It's hard to describe. Super trippy. This guy just seems like a matter of fact. I don't know why he's in this specific area, and it's weird. And that's where they always mystery. But when I walk back through here, don't like that. Like this. He just disappeared in the hallway, and I am not following him. Ah! Oh shit! What you got, Wes? Nothing. I just got spooked out. It was just a reflection. You gotta come now. Ah, move. Don't like that. Oh. Don't like that. Come on, come on. Okay. I don't know where doors. Even okay, are. so. I'm just right here. Um, I got freaked out like right in this section. There's something totally different than that dude here. And it's not like, it's weird. It like delights some really weird shit. You smell licorice? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I feel like I'm gonna puke. Come here, Jim. <clears throat> Smells like licorice. Oh yeah, you smell that? Yeah. You okay, Wes? Yeah, I'm sorry. I just that scared me so bad. I thought I was gonna puke. Woo. <clears throat> you said something really interesting, and I, I want to know if you'll elaborate on that because I have my own thoughts about this. Okay. But people don't normally spit this out. You said they like feelings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you mean by that? Uh, whenever the, they, uh, I don't know for sure. They seem like it's uh, they. Uh, I've encountered things that are happy when you're scared. I've encountered things that are just happy that you're noticing. Uh, they seem to get... They, uh, I'm sorry, I'm, I keep gagging. Uh, 
They just seem to get stronger. Um, if you're afraid or if you're really angry, oh, I'm really mad. It's gonna get real bad in here. Like any time I've ever had a fight with my wife, I see a bunch of ghosts. This forest, it's like clear, fuzzy, looks like humid air, okay? And that's how this looks, like really humid, wet air. That's how ghosts look to me. Sometimes you'll see them and they look like blah, 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 blah. But most of the time it's just little pieces. I just don't know. I get the presence of an imposing man or something, of a businessman. And, uh... I'm not really seeing him anymore, which is weird. Whatever scared the hell out of me over there on the other side doesn't feel like that. It feels like a weird maid. Um, which is totally trippy. Do you think either of them would respond if I spoke to them? Or do you, would you rather I not? For science, my god. Let's try anything. Yeah, there's there's a little something going on. For some reason, this guy was cool, and now something's. Uh, how this feels is just like you get feelings, and it feels offended. And I was like, "Oh, sorry." Like when you read someone's body language. Yeah. And you can just tell they don't have to say anything. Exactly. He's like, he was all up and like very, very, very felt a good connection, and now it's kind of like, oh, piss off. But whatever. We know that you're there, and we don't mean to be patronizing, but it's hard for the two of us to see you. I think Wes can see you. You probably know him pretty well. My name's Greg, and this is my friend Jim. Come a long way. Be wonderful if uh, we could get to know you. Maybe Wes can give messages for you that we can't hear, and we can pass back and forth like an interpreter. I got a. I'm sorry, I don't mean to interrupt. I got a thing about money. Money. How you're gonna fix it? How are you gonna get all this money? What's going on? It's really weird talking about like renovations. I don't know how to explain it. Very odd. Would you like it if this place looked like it used to back a long time ago? How would you suggest raising money for renovations here? Okay, I'm watching walk forward. He's walking forward. He's no longer not there. He's walking forward. You can come talk to us. We just want to help. Why do you like it so much here? Why do you stay? I'm, uh, the, uh, it just, it looked really super scary to me. And it was normal, and then it started to deteriorate like a, a thing is swap. It was, uh, so, I'll, so the only thing that I can see with my physical eyes is like a humid smoke, right?
As this gets more clear within the smoke, you see weird images. And at first he looked like something and he looked like he was going to shake hands or something like that. Then it looked like he started getting angry and smaller and then disfigured. Maybe it's showing you the best way it, it thinks it should show itself to you in order for you to understand it. That's very scary and very crazy because apparently it's like very un... Uh, you said something about why are you so happy here? And it's like, I'm not! <laughs> this place is for some reason it's confusing me before we move though do you do you normally engage them this way do you normally like make an effort to to come up here and talk to them like this and, and interpret for them I tell them I'm super sorry for being around because um, I'm god I'm such a like I'm I'm terrified yeah. So I'm just going to throw this out there. Um, one of the things that Dane and I talk about all the time is some of the scariest moments that people have when they have a haunting and, and the scariest moments that we've witnessed, you know, whether it's Billy or an object or, or a haunted house, whatever, they tend to get more scary because they're upset that they're not being paid enough attention to or that there's a message that they want, or there's something that they need that they can't do themselves and they need somebody else to help them with. And when we talk to clients, that's one of the first things we say is, if you're comfortable, you need to try and communicate with them and find out what they want, what do they need. It's at a very rare occasion that it is something negative or nasty. Uh. <clears throat> Okay, so I fully, um, well, at least I see a, a substantial part of what's going on here. A uh, horrible, scary woman may may not be related to. I want to say the I want to say the damn baby. I keep going back to this. Something is going on. And here's a bad place. Here, I don't know what this is. This guy, this proprietor, this man is concerned with. The place is going to shit, place is going to shit. But not really saying that, but being like, it needs to do this. And they're, they have a communication thing going, but this woman keeps walking back from there to here, whoop, whoop, whoop. And is, uh, sweet God in heaven, this is so scary. It's making me sweat like a son of a bitch. I'm sorry, I'm, but, I just, get out the final thought and I'm moving away from here. This person keeps walking back like this to here and looking back and going <laughs> and it's like this really weird repetitive motion and I can't tell what it is. So they're pointing in this room. She's going into it and uh, like turning okay this is the horrible mental image. Woman tw late 20s maybe 30s plain clothes weird clothes dress Something like that. Not like 1800s, but later. Uh, messy, overworked, skinny, haggard. Walked back. Mm, blood on lip. Blood on lip. And fucking this guy is chill. Now I understand. And all the creepiness I was getting 
was actually from this action of somebody walking really briskly through here into here and, and doing something. And um, I will be damned if that just is not the scariest. And the way these things are is what's so scary is it's so deep in your brain. It, uh, oh well, so there's a, just a repetitive action. I would be really curious to see if I went in here. Interesting. Yeah, all right. Okay. Um, okay, so is there any kind of secret? My abilities are very limited. I can not understand what it is. Um, please understand that everything is okay. No matter what it was, it is over. Please just, I mean absolutely no harm. I would just really appreciate if you helped us understand what exactly was going on. Because to me, you appear very, very scary. You seem scary and, and, and tired. And you terrify me. And I don't understand why do you want... Are you wanting to scare me? Are you just trying to show me something? Is there something bad? Can you can you tell us anything? There's a, a microphone right here, and uh, it's, it's recording our voices. And if you would like to say something, it would it would be very awesome if you could just let us know. Um, please understand that there's something better, and you don't have to stay here. I would like it a lot better if you didn't, because this really scares me. I mean, bad. And I'm an adult. I don't like, you know, I don't like feeling scared. So please just let us help you. And God bless you. No matter what it is, everything, we make mistakes. But you can get free at this place. You don't have to stay here. This is terrible. We don't want to stay with these things. Have you ever done something like that before? No. Uh. Well, Wes, I, I think you're a medium and you're reluctant about it, uh. either because you don't want to accept it or no one's ever encouraged it. Um, and I think that they are showing themselves to you because you're one of the few people who can see them and interact with them. Oh, that's absolutely terrifying. Oh, God. Are you okay? It's just I've got so sweaty. Oh, my Lord. I'm fine. It's just, dear God, it felt like that was just sucking my energy out from there. It felt like a damn... Lord, you have mercy. That person... But it's so weird. Whenever you go and you chase them to the end of that, they're not there like they were. They're there, right? But they're reduced to what they really are, and it's so sick. It's just like a, it's like dust on the walls. It's like a bad, lingering mold. It's absolutely just... Typically, you know, when you're talking to someone who's a, a medium or, you know, children often, they talk about the bad place and they hang out in the bad place and that's where they go. And usually it seems like that's a, a, a point of trauma where, you know, it's residual there because of something that happened in that place. Uh, maybe it m was meaningful to them at another time. Um, I think sometimes places are just the way that they're built are conducive to that. Maybe there was something very nice, a nice little pleasant cool breeze that came out of somewhere it like, I don't think it did <laughs> I think that you just did something very important 
because what what you did is something I've seen professional mediums do that have been doing it for 20, 30 years, often you know, in, in big, terribly haunted buildings um, and on, you know, television. <laughs> and um, that's how they clean the mold, bless. This place is, uh, it feel it just feels like it's sucking, just ripping my soul. I mean, really bad, and like, not like, you know. Are you gonna be okay showing us another space? I mean, you're. Yeah, uh, I'm fine. Physically, you had to unbutton your shirt. It made me really hot. It's like, I'm fine. It's just like, okay, you know that feeling whenever, uh, I don't know, maybe you've had to stay up all night or you're super hungover and you're just, uh, working through the next day because you gotta go to work. This is, that's kind of how it feels. Like, it's not bad, and as soon as, like, honestly, when I step into, I'm gonna test this, actually. When I step into light, I always feel so much, uh, yeah, okay. Woo! Um, it's like the light hits the back of my eyes and makes me feel good again. This is like a head thing, I guess. That woman, the, the, the woman strangling a, a a baby. I think she's reliving killing that kid all the time, and it's. Uh, and she's in hell. Yeah. So much detail, thinking how quick it was, and this, and she's almost pointing to look at it. Look what I did. <sighs> that we we see that a lot with ghosts is they're here because they feel like they need to be. And as soon as they are convinced that they don't need to be anymore and that it's over and it's done and you can forgive yourself, it's almost like they have to give themselves permission and they have to be convinced into it. That's a lot of what mediums do in a lot of these things. There's hope. They're lingering manifestations of a trauma that they experienced while they were alive. And that's what a lot of ghosts are, which is why you don't see a lot of friendly ghosts or, or helpful ghosts is because the people that are gone and well-adjusted enough, um, they, they don't need to stick around. They don't, feel like they, they don't feel like they're being punished. And I think that's part of the problem. Um, but here's what I would say. Go down the rabbit hole, but just make sure your tether is tied to something sturdy. One foot in, one foot out. There's nothing wrong with following rabbit holes as long as you remember to leave markers and how to get back. That's what people forget, especially people in your position who I think have not really uh, embraced fully this this talent. And I think a lot of, and, and, and don't feel like I'm saying like, you have to do this, You need this is your calling. I'm not saying that at all. I'm, what I'm saying is if this is something that you decide to spend more time and energy on, I think it just, you have to look at it like you're a therapist. There's a lot of therapists that work with rapists and murderers and the, the worst elements of society and they probably feel pretty dirty after they've spent an hour with them on their couch. And they have to find a way to deal with it. And they do, and they help. They don't help everybody, and some people will never listen. But the ones that do, is that's that's something worth being proud of. 
I, I don't know. This has been a very cathartic experience for me, a very wonderful experience for me, and very enlightening. You guys put into words just, just the survival thing, things that I had all this data, all this information, all this stimulus, right? And it was like it smacked it into the correct place, shook it into the correct place, and really seriously helped me. It made me feel much mentally, much more mentally sound and strong and it was just such a wonderful, almost seemed uh, like a faded experience, and I'm just so happy uh, to have been part of this, and I truly appreciate it. Thank you. I really do. Do you get a chance to talk to people much about this stuff? Never. Uh, like I said, I'm a Spanish teacher. I deal with people's children. My life has been a battle of, don't go down that fucking rabbit hole, and everybody warned me, and I think that's my family who I know they're the ones who are so adamantly opposed to it. Hello? Greg Newkirk, how are you, man? <laughs> I'm good, man. How are you doing? Really good. Yeah, I wanted to call you because I wanted to pick your brain for a second and also make a little bit of a confessional. To you. Oh God! All right. Do you remember when we were with our friend Wes in West Virginia? Yeah. Of course. Okay. So we had that wild experience in that supercharged, spooky, abandoned hotel that he and his dad owned, right? Yeah. Yeah. It was and, wild. Yeah. And and after after we chatted with him after we roamed those dark halls, came to discover that perhaps Wes was some sort of medium, or he had some sort of psychic abilities, perhaps, that he had, like, sort of stuffed way down because of sort of societal pressure, uh, family situations, uh, maybe shame, right? Was that Absolutely. your impression? Oh, yeah. I, I think that... Uh, I walked out of there thinking that this, this is this poor guy who had had these these abilities for so long and and because of other people had never he'd never pursued them he'd never tried to effectively use his talent it's kind of a sad story yeah yeah it was and it was very exhilarating just watching him connect seemingly to some of those powers perhaps and engage with some uh, individuals perhaps uh some sort of energy right in front of our eyes. It must have been almost midnight or something. We hopped back yeah. into the van and we drove out of town and we got closer to the West Virginia border where we stayed somewhere. So essentially, we, after that, had been together probably another, I don't know, 14, 16 hours after that little adventure we had in the hotel, right? Yeah, I would say. That sounds like a good estimate. Do you remember me ever telling you that I saw something in that hotel? Oh, I vaguely remember you saying something to that effect. Yeah, I do. It was in that hallway, right? Yeah. Okay. Cause yeah, I it was like down that. It was down that long that that corridor that was like freaking him out. And I remember you being, you were especially wigged in that hallway. Yeah. Yeah, and I. And, and okay. And, and I and I was trying to put together the pieces on how much I actually told you about what I saw. 
because I remember <laughs> playing very coy because I had a sense of shame, Greg, for what I saw that night. And I've been carrying really? it ever since. Never told it on Euphemet because it's me sort of crossing this boundary now into, yes, I am an experiencer now of something ghostly that I never thought I would have experienced. See, that, that's fascinating to me as a, as a guy who is going out and, and detailing these stories and, and telling other people's stories. You have your own story now, and you were too, you were too uh, wig to tell it. Yeah. Yeah, man. I consider you a really great friend. But, yeah, I was, I was in a place, great term, being so wigged out, I couldn't share the details of what I've experienced because they felt so heavy. And so this is, this is what I experienced that night. Uh, do you remember that moment that we stepped away from that dark hallway and we essentially all huddled up next to that, like, single lamp that was in the middle of that atrium? Yeah, our, 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 our very, like, uh, the only light source in the place. Yes, right. Yeah, so, I do. There was, a, there was a moment where we stepped back and, and Wes was describing how much better that light felt. In the back of his eyes, there was some sort of response he was having. And you begin to have yeah. a conversation with him about what that could mean and, and, and ask him more questions about what that place meant to him. And while he was while you two were speaking, I was holding the microphone up to up, up to Wes and kind of looking back towards that hallway from his from his right shoulder. I saw a transparent like cloud of Humid smoke, smoke type, type air, air. Right. Right. Yeah. Six, Six feet, feet tall, tall. That emerged from that entrance of the hallway into that very special doorway area next to the stairs. That then formed into the shape, an almost a perfect shape, of a man's bust. From his head down to middle of his chest. And... It was just for a beat, and then it turned, and it moved into that room, which was experiencing all that activity. Oh, wow. And, 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 and it felt like a flash, but it felt like it was forever. And the detail and the distinct resemblance of everything that we've seen in pop culture, in movies and TV, right, about what some of these things could look like is what it looked like. And it looked like... This this character, this person, that Wes was describing to us all night long. Wow. And I couldn't wow. share that. I couldn't share that with you after it happened because I just I felt uh, so self conscious about like really seeing this thing with my three D visual eyes. Right. Were you, I mean, were, what were, were you afraid of being judged? Yeah, like maybe. Why, what was it? What was it that made you that made you so self conscious? What was it? I mean, you you literally your your livelihood is spending time with weirdos. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you you're you're out on these adventures with all these people with with, I mean, frankly, much bigger, weirder stories than I saw a ghost one time. Yeah. What was it that made you self conscious about that? It's, it's something I've been asking myself for months now since that occurred. And I think that for me, 
I put a lot of importance on being a trusted narrator, right? And sure. someone that can lead an audience through very weird situations in a very grounded way and present to them a sort of, hey, I'm just like you. This is pretty weird, right? I think yeah. the amount of experiences I had during the season one of Euphemet, and in particular this this ghost, right? Um, yeah. It, it positions me and my understanding and my connection to this material, I feel like in a much different way than when I started. And I think I'm self-conscious about losing listeners maybe that maybe feel like well he's gone to the other side now hasn't he (laughs) but i I guess i understand but i guess what i but i guess what i realize now and why i wanted to not only call you and talk to you about this and have this kind of like friendly confessional uh in front of all of the euphemet listeners is that you know i i guess it was a gift and it was really a gift to get a slice of experience of what some of these folks that I feature have to live with and and their sort of walk through this world. And it really allowed me to to experience what Wes was experiencing, right? Just a slice of it. And what was that like for him, assumedly every day living with this experience? So I think it was a gift and I'm I'm really lucky to, to have experienced that. I did just, I, I wanted to just let it all out. I, I want to tell people when this stuff happens now and, and get over my own shit, I guess. <laughs> I think it's great. I think that's great. And you know what? I, 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 I have the opposite view. I think that people will take you more seriously now because you, you know, I was just talking to a friend about this the other day. It's inevitable. Like, I didn't have a ton of experiences right off when I was younger, when I was interested in this. It took a while. But, it, it, you know, after a while, you're, if you seek it long enough, you're bound to have some kind of an experience. And I, I think it shows that you're actually looking. It shows you're actually not, not only just looking, but you're willing to have that experience. Because there's a lot of people who they just shut it off and they, they won't experience it ever because they won't let themselves so the fact that you allowed yourself to have that experience and that you're going to talk about this experience and 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 own it and tell people that makes me trust you more i think that's great no thank you thank you greg i appreciate it man (laughs) well i i i appreciate you calling and telling me Thank you for listening to Obscura. You can hear more about Wes's history with the Anomalous on episode 016. You can find more of Greg Newkirk's work at weirdhq.com, including the groundbreaking, critically acclaimed web series Hellier. This has been the season finale of Obscura, but we are happy to announce that Euphemet Season 2 is currently in production and will debut the first week of June on this very podcast feed. We have some very exciting things to share in the coming weeks, so follow us on social, at Euphemet and me personally, at It's Jim Perry on Twitter and IG. I also want to thank all of our Patreon members. You have helped fund Season 2, but we need more help. So please consider joining. To get access to Euphemet, the original series, brand new conversations, and much more, you can be like my friend David Robinson, 
who recently sat in on an interview with Hellier director Carl Pfeiffer as a member of The Illuminated. You can find it all at patreon.com slash I'd like to thank Green Chef, Care Of, MindPod Network, Planet Weird, Evolve and Ascend, and Audioboom for the support. Please remember to subscribe, rate and review us on iTunes, and add us on social. This has been Euphemet Obscura. I'm Jim Perry, and until Season 2 in June, keep looking up. Mm-hmm.